Welcome to the Inspirational Corner with me, your host, Alicia Bolton. As we encourage you here to live bold, live loud, and live authentically without apology. Welcome to another episode, everyone. And if this is your first time listening in, I encourage you to go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen to your favorite podcast and follow the Inspirational Corner. Also, if you enjoy the Inspirational Corner content, I encourage you to leave a review. We enjoy your reviews. We appreciate your reviews. And with all that said, let's get into today's episode. Today I'm talking about becoming emotionally available for yourself. As you all know, I've been through this six-month journey. I I realized that October 17th made it six months since I've been back in South Carolina. And it truly has been a journey. I've talked about it in many of my episodes. But with this journey, there has been a journey of self-discovery, tapping into a deeper part of myself and actually seeing a different version of myself. Because when I left here in 2021 and sold my home, I was a different version of me. I was a different Stylisha. And so returning, you know, making the decision to come back here um, in the beginning or in the, a little bit in the, yeah, in the, a little bit in the middle of this year has been interesting (laughs) nonetheless with the different things that I have transitioned through. And one thing I can truly say, I am learning the importance of becoming emotionally available for myself and creating that space for myself. I just think about so many years of my life, I entertained um, emotionally unavailable men, friendships, and didn't realize that that was the reason I was miserable because I wasn't creating an emotional available space for myself to feel everything, to feel the good, the bad, the ugly, and all the things in between. And when we start creating a space for ourselves where we decide to deal with our emotions and really say, okay, this is how I'm feeling. And I don't have to apologize for my feelings. I can respect my feelings. Other people don't have to respect how I feel, but I get to feel how I feel and work through how I feel. It has truly empowered me in so many ways because now I am learning to let go to sit with my emotions, to gather my emotions and not make the journey about anybody else and not feel like I have to um, be in a place of uh, protecting somebody else's emotions when other people don't protect protect my emotions. I just had a conversation with my daughter um, because today I am out walking so I wanted to do the podcast because I love being around nature. And one conversation I had with my daughter was that I realized in every, in different situations of her life and my life, we have always been the type of people that have uh, regarded and respected other people's feelings and emotions. And there had been a common pattern where in different situations that people didn't regard or respect our emotions and that we were like thrown to the wolves (laughs) in different situations and 
I realized the reason was because we didn't, we weren't accountable or emotionally available for how we felt and whatever we needed to do, whether that was move on from the connections, you know, I know for me moving on from the connections of friendships um, or different romantic relationships, you know, we would just let these people linger. You know, I know for me, I would let these people linger in my life. And when you think about the word being emotionally unavailable, some people don't know what that means. So I had to kind of get an idea of understanding what emotionally unavailable meant. And it basically means that a person is not comfortable with feeling their own emotions or sharing emotions with another person or others or being present and responsive to someone else's emotions, period. Um, and this was said by Dr. Lindsay Jernigan. Um, and I found this little excerpt uh, on Google. So I want to give where credit is credit is due. It was, I guess it was in an article talking about being emotionally unavailable. And I could just sum it up as somebody is not being empathetic or compassionate about their, their own feelings. And so they can't be compassion, compassionate or empathetic towards somebody else's feelings or emotions. And I realized that I, just, I was like, man, I've attracted so many emotionally unavailable men in relationships. I've, it seemed like that. I didn't realize that throughout my entire life, all the men that I've attracted were emotionally unavailable. They didn't, they treated me like I was just whoever. And then I, was, I had to look at it. Like, Salisha, how did you treat yourself? Was you emotionally available to yourself? Were you, was you at that time committed to the best version of you? And at that time, I could absolutely say, no, we all been been in situations where we were not committed emotionally, mentally, or physically, or spiritually to ourselves. And at that point, when we are in that season, it's because we're dealing with issues of self-worth, self-love, self-confidence. I know for my life, I've been through a lot of different transitions and trauma, especially when I got raped at 18. I went through 18 years of a period of not really knowing what self-love was for myself or the confidence or feeling worthy was within that time frame. And when I started to go through this journey of God really peeling back the layers of the things that I need to change in my life. And I just decided to take a pause, take a step back. And I talked about it in my other podcast episodes about really going through a, a journey that I called my authentic journey at the time. And now it has developed and grown into so many other journeys. And in order to become emotionally available for yourself, you have to be unapologetic about how you feel and be okay with feeling those feelings, even if it's not in a respectful way. What I mean is, is that sometimes we tell people, you know, like if a person get angry, sometimes things will come out at the wrong moment. And sometimes that does happen. I'm not gonna lie. I have gotten angry plenty of times and just went off at the wrong time. And now I'm at a place of now that I don't let my anger sit too long I, if I have something that I'm not happy about, I'm going to go to that person. Of course, I'm going to make sure I'm coming coming to the person with a level head. But sometimes it does not work out that way. And sometimes it depends on the situation. But you can't beat yourself up 
for ex expressing those emotions the way you need to. Um, recently, maybe two weeks ago, my brother, my little brother, we was having a conversation and, you know, he was really passionate in the conversation. And, you know, he was saying stuff to me and it hurt, it hurt my feelings a little bit, but I was like, you know what, he right. You know, the conversation that we, we was having and I was like, no matter how he came off, you know, it wasn't right. And I, after later on, I had to address him how he came off wasn't respectful to me. But then I realized at that point, people feel what they feel in the moment, especially if they hope they have held things in for a long time and they didn't express themselves and they just kept on taking, taking it, taking it for the team, taking, taking one for the team and not really being emotionally available for themselves. What happens is when you're not emotionally available for yourself, you build up anger, self, you build up resentment towards that person, you uh, build up bitterness, and then at the wrong moment, you blow up. <laughs> and that's what happens, you know, when you're not emotionally available for yourself. So that's why it's important. I'm going through a journey right now that I am being more aware, self-aware of why is why it, it is, why it is important for me to create a space. That's what I'm trying to say, y'all. <laughs> Why it is imp important to create a space of safety for myself, for my emotions and feelings. And when I do that, whether I'm feeling like I don't want to be around people, whether I'm feeling anxious or whatever the emotion at that time, to create a space for myself. And so I decided, because I have a flexible working schedule, I just decided not to work on Mondays. Mondays are my mental Mondays. Sundays are my self-care chill out relax days and I'm telling you this month has been a me season it has truly helped me evolve grow move forward and I've been happier than I've ever been in my life and I told my daughter recently excuse me if you hear when y'all you know like I said I've been on my little nature walk and stuff and now I'm just sitting enjoying the water view um excuse the background windy noise but with that said, I just had a conversation with my daughter and I had to tell her, excuse me, you know, I told her I apologize for um, not considering your feelings and being excited about a new journey in your life, about us taking a trip, actually. And I told her I apologize. You know, I told her you have every right to be excited and me trying to shut down your excitement is wrong. Why can't I be excited as well and create this space of excitement and I and the reason I couldn't and to be totally honest with you all is because we have been taught and been programmed and brainwashed to believe that being excited is kind of wrong for ourselves to have pleasure and enjoyment is a, is a bad thing you know or to really live your life the way you really want to live your life is not the right thing to do. You should be doing what society tell you to do or social media and following everybody else's plan except your own plan. And I just did a podcast episode talking about don't give up on your dreams. Check that out if you haven't. It is so important that you kind of detach yourself from the world's way of how you're supposed to live and how you're supposed to think and who you're supposed to be. And when you start kind of detaching yourself from that mindset or matrix, you really will start tapping into a deeper love for yourself. 
And I know for me, it starts spiritually tapping into a higher source. For me, it is the Lord Jesus tapping into God and divinely being guided by the Lord and letting things unfold in my life. And sometimes they are uncomfortable, but I even have come to a point in my life, the place that I'm at in my life that I don't, the healing journey doesn't have to be, um, what can I say? The healing journey doesn't have to be hard. It can be fun. It can be enjoyable. Healing can be exciting. Actually, it doesn't have to be so painful. Yeah, you're going to face some painful topics sometimes or some things that's not comfortable. But even in that, I can make it fun, you know, and I'm just learning. I'm at a place in my life that I, I deserve more enjoyment and I can't expect the world's definition of enjoyment to be my definition because it's not. But I'm learning to create my own enjoyment, even in the uncomfortable moments. And so because I'm allowing myself to be emotionally available for how I feel and what I want to see in my life, it's helping me create a greater version of my life. And I'm so excited. And I really wanted to discuss with you all ways that you can become emotionally available for yourself. Number one is stop suppressing your feelings. Feel what you feel and let that be it. That's number one. Stop suppressing your feelings. Number two, y'all know I'm big on this because I'm a writer. Journal how you feel. I'm going to tell y'all journaling has been a big, a great (laughs) blessing in my life since I've been in my transition, um, not being in a space of my own, you know, not being in the space where I can meditate like I used to and yoga and do all those things that I used to do when I lived um, in Virginia or had my home here years ago. Because I'm in the transitional space, um, in the process of having my own, it's different. So I had to make adjustments. And so writing has become my therapy. Journaling, especially because I am an author and a writer, it has become my therapy. So Number one, stop suppressing your feelings. Number two, write out your feelings. And number three, work through your feelings. Process yourself through your feelings. Go through that journey of how you feel. There's no right or wrong way to allow yourself to journey through your feelings. And it might take a month, three months, six months to forgive somebody. It might take a whole year (laughs) to forgive somebody. Whatever your process that you need to go through to be whole and healthy and well and at peace with yourself, that's what matters. And I think we live in a world sometimes or most of the time where other people trying to dictate to you what's best for you and they don't even know what's best for themselves. And I hope these three quick tips helped you. Let's do an overview, you all. You know, I always try to do an overview. Number one, don't suppress your feelings. Work through them. Number two, journal how you feel. Because when you start journaling how you feel and writing down how you feel, it's going to help you gain more clarity. And number three, give yourself, give yourself that, that, that time to heal. Journey through your feelings. Like I said, no matter how long it takes. Because you are an important, intricate piece on this earth that God created. No matter what other people say or what other people do, Your life purpose and your life period matters to God. So it's truly important that you get to understand who you are and what you need. That is the beautiful thing about life. 
And so with that said, you know here at the Inspirational Corner, we always encourage you to live, live bold, <laughs> live loud, and live authentically without apology. And with that said, everyone, I will check you out the next episode. Until then, I am going to enjoy this beautiful, beautiful view of the water, you know, the little creek that I have of water that I'm watching and just connecting with nature. Until then, have a beautiful, blessed day.